Hello, I'm James Cridland, the Radio Futurologist, and I write a newsletter. It's available every single week, and it's uh, at james.crid.land. And this podcast is me reading that newsletter out, in one take, without any edits. Let's start this week by asking who owns Inside Radio. It is, after all, the most trusted news in radio, and the uh, company has published a list of the most powerful people in podcasting 2021. And wouldn't you know it, at number one is Conal Byrne, the CEO of iHeart's Digital Audio Group, which is a well-deserved place. Uh, iHeart is the largest measured podcast publisher, according to PodTrack, and Conal is, of course, the boss of that. And so he's done a good job at running that. Inside Radio has also published a breathless look at Nielsen's top 25 CHR radio stations, and it tells us how wonderful iHeart's radio stations are, with uh, half a paragraph acknowledging the others in the list. But, you know, again, very well deserved given iHeart's dominance. But who owns Inside Radio, the most trusted news in radio, uh, I wonder? And it is surprisingly hard to find out. It's only once you get into Inside Radio's terms of use that you discover their corporate name, which is M Street Corporation. And if you do some Googling on M Street Corporation, you don't really get to find an awful lot more. Now, iHeartMedia's annual report for 2020 is a great read. It's 221 pages long. And once you get to page 215 of that annual report, yes, you do discover that M Street Corporation, the owner of Inside Radio, is a subsidiary of iHeartMedia, Inc. So... While Inside Radio itself doesn't mention its ownership at all, the iHeartMedia website did mention it owned Inside Radio in April 2020, but by May 2020 it got a little bit more shy about the connection and removed it. Now, iHeartRadio is, the company says, radio's most trusted brand, and it has company values including transparency, honesty and integrity. Uh, Inside Radio's job is to report on the radio industry, so of course it's... uh, It's a little bit strange that they wouldn't be totally transparent about who owns them because it would help understand the context of some of their stories. But, you know, with all of this, I'm sure it was just an oversight. When did a syndicated show come with its own playout system, I wonder? Ten Most Wanted is a very clever thing. It's from Gav Richards, who's a UK radio presenter who also co-founded AIR. Uh, AIR is a company, A-I-I-R, that makes lots of excellent radio station websites. Gav is the perfect mix of radio presenter and technologist. He understands how to use technology to work the best for his radio show. So he's built a clever tool called Smart VT, which uses web technology, and it's a way of delivering a show directly to a radio station, but allowing it to be personalised with the radio station name every presenter link or presenter break. It's a bespoke uh, version of the show, automatically delivered to every radio station, and it'll even work with now playing information on websites and integrate with commercial breaks and stop sets. It's very, very clever. And I link to how it works in the show notes and in my newsletter this week. I've also worked with a similar client in late 2019, a client called Radio.Cloud. They produced some very clever technology um, built to replace expensive satellite distribution. That produces a near-live radio show with lots of localization, and again, using web technology to deliver the audio and to play it out at each station. And again, that means that each station gets much more name checks and bespoke elements that you get from just taking a sustaining audio feed. When I met with the company, they showed me lots of clever pieces of technology that they're using in German radio. 
But whether it's Radio Cloud or Gav's Smart VT, this sort of technology can make radio sound more real and relevant, more bespoke for the station that it's being broadcast on. And in a continued time of pandemic, it's particularly useful, I think, for all kinds of broadcasters. So I'm really excited to see them, and I'm sure that there'll be more. If you'd like to learn more about the technology that both of these tools are using, you probably want to read up on the web audio APIs. Uh, Mozilla has a good website full of those. Or try reading web audio Weekly. It's a newsletter. It comes from Chris Lois that once uh, worked with me at the BBC. Uh, and it's all about the web uh, audio and what you can do with those APIs on the web. Now, if you think you're hearing Summer Breeze a lot on the UK's greatest hits radio, so does Steve Paget. So Steve, who I once worked with a long, long time ago, decided to look into it. There's an API on the greatest hits radio website, which makes uh, looking at their music logs quite simple. And he's done some great work. He's um, taken a good look into it. And yes, Summer Breeze was the most played song on Greatest Hits Radio. It only got 22 plays, though, in a given week, which I don't think is particularly bad. He did discover, though, that uh, uh, Greatest Hits Radio played Stevie Wonder's Master Blaster twice in half an hour. I mean, it's a good song, but still. Um, Australia's ARN emailed me earlier last week to uh, tell me that um, even though everybody calls them ARN, they've now rebranded to ARN. Uh, apparently, ARN no longer stands for anything. It used to stand for Australian Radio Network. So now we know. Uh, so if you have any lists that mention ARN, make sure that they say ARN in future. Which reminds me that Qantas used to stand for Queensland and Northern Territory Aerial Services, uh, which is why it's not spelt Qantas with a U. Aeroplanes. Hey, remember them. Uh, last week I mentioned iHeartRadio, them again, who've done a deal with TuneIn and Matt Deegan has written uh, a long piece on a possible deal with the UK's biggest commercial radio company, Global, who is trying to buy into them and uh, Matt speculates on what that might mean. Uh, I think that sounds very exciting. Um, I also link to a rant from a bitter old man who was fired from his last job on the radio for being a horrible sexist dinosaur, uh, a man called Jeremy Cordeaux. But it's an excoriating piece about the state of modern radio. He says it's so bad I wouldn't even bother putting it into my garbage bin. Um, but it does have some points that ring home and some quite nice language to go with it. I would recommend you read it, even if he is, as I say, a bitter old man who was fired from his last job on radio from being a horrible sexist dinosaur. Um, interesting also to see Spotify. Um, they've admitted that they take money or they may take money in return for song recommendations in playlists, um, which is a thing. Um it's, it's uh, something, of course, that uh, in the US there was a lot of uh, excitement about in terms of payola. Payola, by the way, isn't illegal uh, in the US. Uh, quite a lot of people will tell you it is. It's absolutely not illegal, providing that you say um, that uh, you've been paid to play the song. Then that's perfectly acceptable, uh, it turns out. So there's a thing. Um, video is uh, video killed the video star, I wrote. Um, even with the lockdown, viewing of traditional TV has continued to decline uh, by 16 to 34s. That's young people, allegedly. Um, that's according to David Silito of the BBC, who has um, taken some data from uh, Ofcom. It's only down by one minute in the day, but even so, it's interesting to see that continuing to decline, uh, as well as um, traditional radio, to be fair. Uh, if you're interested in 
in media rights, I've linked to the ABC's media, uh, what's it called? Media Talks. Is it called Media Talks? I can't remember now. Um, anyway, whatever it's called, um, it's a uh, it's an excellent show. I'm going to click it and find out. Let's click it and find out. I'll tell you. It's Media Watch, of course. That's what it is. Uh, and it's a very, very good um, uh, show that goes out on the ABC every week. It's only uh, 15 minutes long and you can watch it for free on YouTube or on the ABC iView app anywhere in the world. Uh, anyway, um, the first story in Media Week of last, in Media Watch of last week uh, is a really good one. It's how the Olympics works from a copyright point of view. Uh, and it's why you see so many TV channels at the moment uh, or you did when the Olympics was on, uh, showing you little uh, photographs instead of bits of uh, video because they weren't allowed to show any bits of video at all. Weirdly, they've got a carve-out. The Olympics has a carve-out for the standard fair use deal, uh, which I find um, particularly strange. I wonder how they managed that. Anyway, the presenter of Media Watch, Paul Barry, who's aged 69, I discover. Uh, he is currently in hospital. He was hit by a car on Friday while cycling to work, and I hope he gets better soon because he's ace. And I also linked today to quality biscuit content from ITV's This Morning, who did a whole seg segment on which biscuit is good to dunk in your tea. Must be a slow, <laughs> slow day uh, at ITV. Um, thank you very much, Taxkal Duhav, um, to Mikkel Westerkam or Vestakam for buying me five coffees last week. We were in lockdown last week, so I've saved them up for when I can leave the house. Um, thank you for doing that, Mikkel. That's very kind of you. You're in Denmark. I'm not quite sure why I'm telling you this. You know this. Um, you work for Bauer there. And also, gee, thanks, buddy, to Arvid Okansen. Hokansen? Hokansen. Um, Arvid uh, works for a NPR uh, station and also works for NPR's Next Gen Radio project, which is uh, very good. Um, thank you, Arvid, for giving me uh, a few cups of coffee as well. That's very kind of you. Um, and thank you also to my regular supporters, James Masterton, Hauser Dictionary, Richard Hilton, and Brunn Audio Consulting for your ongoing support of this newsletter. It's very kind of you. You keep me in coffee. Uh, if you would like to join these fine, fine folks, and support my work in any way, then buymeacoffee.com slash jamescredland is the place to go. You can become a member to give regularly or just give a one-off coffee or five like Mikel did. Um, you uh, may find me speaking on Thursday the 4th of November at the uh, Ontario Association of Broadcasters uh, Conference. I say on Thursday the 4th of November, that may be when it is in my diary and not when it actually is. Uh, in Canada. I should probably go and check that. Anyway, I'm speaking about the future of radio. It's in November anyway. The OAB. Uh, I've spoken there bef before. It's a wonderful thing. Also, um, I was on a podcast uh, recently, the Smart Business Revolution podcast. You can find the Smart Business Revolution podcast in the same podcast app that you're listening to me on. And uh, I was on a recent episode there from July the 16th. And apparently I share my experience working for Virgin Radio and the BBC. I explain how I got started in podcasting. And apparently I offer advice to new podcasters on building a great podcast. Don't remember doing that, but apparently I did. So that's all okay. And hopefully early next year, I hope to um, do a little bit more talking from somewhere else other than this home office. 
Um, and to that end, um, my personal website um, has uh, had a revamp and a smartening up. You'll find it at james.cridland.net. That's james.cridland.net. Um, it's um, a bit more classy looking now. So do send it to any conference organisers if you know of any still existing. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, you can get my newsletter for free at james.crid.land. And until next time, keep listening. <laughs>